Cosby the Jingle Bells. Episode of Higher Fidelity. It's the Christmas extravaganza that's extra, but not very vaganza. Uh, this episode we're going to appear at Père Noël and compare Noël to his alternate forms. Uh, the Sin of Winter, Sinterklaas, Chris Kringle, Jollopuki, Popo Frigio, Father Christmas, uh, and his extensive Hollywood back catalogue, The Santa Claus, The Santa Claus 2, The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, The Santa Claus 4, Look Who's Coming to Christmas Dinner, starring a 92-year-old Sidney Poitier. Not forgetting the other films, uh, The Kinky Thriller, Daddy Christmas, The Neo-Noir Gangster Origin Story, Kid Christmas, uh, The Light-Hearted School Diving Team uh, Moral Victory Film, uh, Santa Plunge, which isn't a very clever title, but it did pave the way for the rude, crude, porn pun adaptation, Santa Plunge. Across all these, there's one true, undeniable Santa Claus. Richard Attenborough. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he's played he's played Santa Claus across multiple films. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. The Great Escape. All with varying uh, levels. Brighton Rock as well. Brighton Rock as well. All with varying levels of intensity. It's very, yeah. very discreet, clever acting. Very, very intense. Yeah. Uh, Tim Allen can't lick the sweat off the ball bag of Attenborough. Not at all. He can't lick Dickie's... Sweat, sweaty bag. If you're in Australia, settle down by the poolside for our Yuletide musings. I pity your inverse seasoned existence. Everyone else, set your advent calendars to gas mark. Fuck yeah! And let's get festive. Now, I bought Christmas crackers. Here we go. Um, this is a Santy one. Excellent. Reindeer one. Oh, I'll take that one. And there's a Santy one. There's just Santy and reindeer ones. Oh. Let's do, yeah. let's do it three way. Yeah. And then pull the crackers. Merry Christmas! Oh, you're fucking joking! I'll give you that, Ross. I'll, gi- I'll gift you that. <laughs> all you, all you listeners, I, I, I was a, a big Christmas legend and defeated Ross. Uh, where are the jokes? Where are the jokes? Oh wait. Oh, I've got my joke. I think. Yep. Got Where'd one. It? Oh, hold on a second now. Did your joke fall out as it was pulled? We're gonna fall out if my joke fell out. <laughs> Just some, some Christmas hat crinkling going on here, folks. Headphones off. Don the hats. I'll have two hats on now. My head though is too big for these. And in general. Yeah, for the benefit of the listeners at home, uh, we have donned Christmas jumpers uh, and are now putting on the paper hats, the crowns of Papier, and uh, Evan is wearing Christmas baubles as earrings. I am indeed. It's my uh, little Christmassy homage to um, Rob Davis of Mud on Top of the Pops in 1975. <laughs> what, uh, what gifts did you get in your... Um... I got a heart-shaped pencil pairer, which is uh, the first draft of the terrible Nirvana song. <laughs> I got a, an awesome... Um, Plain, it looks like. Think like a camo. A, yes, removing it from its plastic casing here now. It is a, a sort of a camouflage fighter plane that I have to slide the um, tailwing on. Slide the tailwing onto. I've got a cool army plane now. I've got a mi- the, the mystery cal culator. Not joking. There's a space <laughs> between. <them. laughs> I might as well have a how, hyphen. How does a paper calculator work? It, it looks more like a cal endure. Well, where I am. Still though, tell me what I'm meant to do with this. Oh, just tiny writing us. The complete set consists of six <laughs> cards printed with a series of numbers. Show all the cards to a friend and ask him where to select one number from any one card. Okay, so it is a cool trick thing. It's a magic trick. Okay, hold on a second. Right, so... It just said to rip it up and then put it in the bin. I don't know what that... <laughs> right. Okay, so this is just called the Mystery Calculator. Not very exciting. The French version is... Calcool magique. That's good. The fucking Spanish version is La Calculadora Misteriosa. <laughs> the Calculator of Mystery. You, yeah. low, you low key got the best present for us. Okay, so pick a card. Any card? One of the ones I have in my hand. Pick that one. Right, pick a number on it. Yeah. Now I want you to mm. go through every one of these and tell me if the card is on it. Tell, if the, tell me if the, the number is on, on it. Yes and no. So you give me the two that has the number on it. That or one. How many? Just the one. Just the one. Welcome to my house. Well, it's easy to see. One, one, make two, two, and one makes three, and your number makes eight. No. Oh. <laughs> 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 Shit. What, uh, what 
old was your number, Ross? 12. It said add up the top left-hand numbers, and the top left-hand number was 8. That's stupid. Right. <laughs> um, jokes. Greg, what's green, covered in tinsel, and goes ribbit ribbit? Mistletoed. Very good. Okay, very good. Why did Santa's helper see the doctor? Why? Because he had Why? genital warts. <laughs> 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 because he had low elf esteem. Uh, it's, not, it's not funny. That's, yeah, so it was psychiatric. Uh, Probably should have said, why did, Santa, why did Santa's helper see the... Therapist. Therapist, yeah. yeah. He's the doctor. <laughs> he had a sore elf bowl. That's not bad. His elf was all swollen and infected looking. Uh, <laughs> he... His nuts were cracked, not cracked. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't no, know. Scanning. I, with scans as well as this did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a better joke. Uh, what do you call a really flat train that's depressed? Go for it. Low self esteem engine. That's absolutely 6,000 times better. Okay, this joke has confounded me already. It's awkward. This 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 joke only works actually when you're looking at it written down. What do you call a snowman that can walk? What do you call a snowman that can walk? Snowmobile. Snowmobile. I know, but as in like mobile. Oh, no, 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 you're not mobile think... when you're walking around. You're mobile. Yeah. So snowmobile. What do you call a snowman's phone? A snowmobile. That works in America. <laughs> yeah. A snowmobile. Mobile is what they say in America. Yeah. Yeah. They don't say mobile. Oh, no, mobile is the thing to hang above a bed. Yeah. What does a you're baby the, snowman think, hang above his bed? A snowmobile. Yes. That's yeah, that's, that's the joke that we should be better. shooting for. But you've got this thing that looks like snowmobile written down, but it's mobile because it's about being mobile. I know, fair enough, it is a visual pun. It's a visual gag. Uncovered intense when it goes ribbit, ribbit. Mistletoed. We can think of something better than that. I think you've got the only good one, Ross. Um, what is Santa putting his hair? <laughs> Go on. Slay gels. <laughs> Slay hair gels. I don't know. <laughs> Jingle gel. <laughs> um... Santa's favourite dance? Go on. A lap dance. Oh, oh nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, what's, a fa- what's, a rain- what's a reindeer who's a part of the horse family's favourite current dance? <laughs> the nene. At least you got one in there, Pete. You got, you got plenty of laughs out of me anyway, just by saying nope. <laughs> so to recap, I hate Christmas. Uh, higher Fidelity mm-hmm. has got nothing to report except that it episode is in production as we speak yes uh, Cro-Magnon is going absolutely gangbusters you took the words right into my mouth were you going to use gangbusters yeah I was going to jump in uh, bangbusters mm. issue 3 came out there two weeks ago and is obviously stocked in all the on all the regs Tire Records Rage Records and Kilo Vintage I started doing stalls at live gigs as well I did one for the classic yellow gig yes. at the Science House which went down very well uh, just I made a little display the magazine's out, people come to the table and I give them their issues. If you've seen or ever bought anything in a shop, it's like that. <laughs> it bears such a close resemblance very, very to similar. a transaction. Yeah. The Irish Writer Centre is now stocking Chrome the fanzine as well. Yeah, and uh, they were so overjoyed with getting this that they, they, they just they took it right out of my hands and gave it pride of place on a radiator in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> they did, the Irish Writer Centre has showcased the work of like Pat McCabe and Michael Harden and James O'Rourke and yeah. all these amazing people and it actually has an original copy of Ulysses in it Yeah. now stocks a magazine that has a poem in it that says the back of my knees is no place for a poo the best place to leave it is in the loo I don't think they've read it <laughs> and with that let's move on with the show join me in a show <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here we go straight into Sonic Seconds. Right. I, touched, oh, I thought I touched your foot there. Yes, this is Sonic Seconds where we bring up uh, two or two seconds of a song that just really make the track for us. Uh, who wants to go first? Do you want to go for it, Ross? I'll go first because I I fear that we... I've gone oh, so... Oh, before we do that, sorry, no, no, hold on a second. Uh, I want to play one in case anyone does play it, in case we're all in the same way and do okay. play this one. 
I want to bring this up as an untouchable, exalted example. Okay. Of this is the Jaguar of Sonic Second. Don't yeah. take my Sonic Seconds before I do my Sonic Sorry, Seconds. Sorry, was there anything this segment I was going right after bring up this track because it can't be used in it because we're all... In oh, the I think I know what it's going to be. I think I know what it's going to be and it's going to be mine. As I say, I'm bringing it up as an untouchable, exalted example, which <laughs> okay. means you can't have it. <laughs> and as well, I'm getting this up and I'm muting the track and I'm going to try and pull to the point where <laughs> I think it's going to be. Okay. Just ask me, I know exactly where it is. <laughs> Why is this taking forever to load? I'm going to see if I can find it. This damn that's shitty in here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a backup. <laughs> I don't have a backup. <laughs> Sonic seconds if uh, it gets stolen. Is it gone? Motherfucker! <laughs> but is it... The m can I not just have that as my Sonic seconds? And let me say it's the best of all time. Uh, no. Why? Well, so you've crushed my dreams. This is a pretty hot sauce. So the example that I was going to bring up as one that we cannot use because it's too OP, it has come to pass, is now yeah. lost in Sonic Second. It so in fun. the interest, it's the festive giving season of giving and, <laughs> and forgiving and giving and foring. You can have it. Oh, thanks, Pete. Yeah. Well, you see, what I was going to say was, you know, I know it's the most obvious one to pick. But it's Christmas. And I wasn't going to try and be obscure on Christmas. It's no obscure Christmas I, Can I just touch your knees for a second? Yeah. <laughs> I feel really Christmassy. Yeah, I suppose I feel really Christmassy it's, as well. It's Me too. Yeah, I'm in a big really... fluffy jumper, yeah. a Santa hat. Yeah. And I'm going to play this. It's the yeah. it's the Coca Cola truck ad. It, it is. is it is that. That's exactly what it is. It's the holidays are coming. Oh, which they've, they've ruined, by the way. But anyway. uh, they have. They've made it. They've modernised it and made it shit. Let's do it. Tis the season. It's always the real. Is that what it says? Tis the season. It's always for free. I thought that's what it was. I said it's always the reason. Reason. It must be reason. Yeah. I say a real thing. I thought it was for free. <laughs> like I got the real thing, baby. Holy oh, Jesus! I thought I got the words wrong. There's a there's a Sorry, there's a blood there's a bloodline thing going on here because then your dad thought Sidona. I live with a family of bonobos. <laughs> clearly, that cannot listen to songs. <laughs> anybody anybody who lives outside of the catchment area of Sidona, the drink it's a it's an apple. It's like a it's soft drink, but it's tastes like cider. It's yes. the, the real man's appetizer. Yeah. The slogan was. There are many juicy apples in Sidona. Mm -hmm. Dad thought the show, for years, thought the drink was called in Sidona. And he was wrong. He was wrong. If, well, because one look at the label would tell you so. Surely then if it was called in Sidona, from a grammatical point of view, it would have to be, there are many juicy apples in in Sidona. Mm. That, the, what? <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was, he thought there was a three dots in the middle of that sentence. There are many juicy apples. The dot, dot, dot. In Sidona. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, fantastic Sonic Seconds, Ross. Thank you. Uh, my one doesn't come from a film this time. It's that Christmas classic, Waiting by the Rentals. Oh! I can write a real sweet tune. Now, I think it's quite reasonable to posit that that's probably the most American sounding sentence you'll mm -hmm. ever come across in True. your life. If you could distill 243 years of brutal liberty and hardcore MF and freedom mm. down into three syllables, mm. it'd be that. Not not Bruce Springsteen, not George Thorogood. No. Real. Not, not Ted Nugent. Sweet. Tune. On you go, Evan. Excellent. Well, I... Uh, we've had... I didn't bother getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have managed to find the Sonic Second that is both Christmas-related and makes me seem like a cool... Indie boy. <laughs> Ty uh, Siegel does Stevens. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm straddling cool obscurity with a faintly whiff of pretense. Um, pretense caked in a facade of being good fun. I think is what's going on here. So straddling, straddling cool and crack and Christmas, the three C's that I live my life by. Credence. Uh, water. <laughs> Survival. <laughs> um, County. Cabin. Yes, five C's. Cradio. So I have plumped for uh, the song. That's a very Christmassy word as well. It is as plump as the most Christmas word ever. Yes, I've plumped for uh, the song Christmas about Christmas by The Who. From have Tommy. you ever seen the faces of the children? They, they look so excited. 
waking up on Christmas morning, morning hours before the winter sun's ignited. Yeah, etc. Anne Robinson. Huh? Anne Robinson. <laughs> yeah, no, the woman who presented <laughs> the weakest link was in <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> Anne Margaret. Yeah, Anne Margaret, Tommy's mother, sings this song in the film, accompanied by Oliver Reed as Tommy's father, and a w- woman doing the voice of a little boy doing Tommy's voice. But I've gone for the Who version here because because it's obviously the origin of the uh, origin of the the track and also the fact that um we're all about Entwistle. Uh, I'm bent for Entwistle. I'm bent for the end. <laughs> uh, 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 what trees from Lord of the Rings play the bass and like to make noise with their mouths? Entwistle. I was grappling. <laughs> I don't really know what the name They're of the is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about the end on this one. It's all about Mr. J. Alec E. J. A. E. Yes. Just add Evian. <laughs> uh, all about the titillating, stimulating bass lines and tones uh, unveiled by John. We're talking about the moment where we've just had the kind of sort of refrain of, you know, Tommy doesn't know what day it is, doesn't know who Jesus was, or what praying is, and how can he be saved from the eternal grave. We then cut to the Tommy Can You Hear Me's. Yeah. And Pete Townsend unleashes the ferocious cry of Tommy, can you hear me? Followed by. Dun, 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 dun. dun. Yeah, that's fantastic. what it's all about. Oh no, oh, I dropped that shit cap in my water. Oh fuck. It's gonna continue not working now. <laughs> but yeah, dun, 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 dun. That's, that's, my, um, that's my Merry Christmas to all, to all a good night, Yuletide Sonic Second. Brilliant. Uh, and. Now we turn to you, the audience. We asked on our Instagram, said to send us your sonic seconds, and wowee, did you disappoint? <laughs> Some of these are gash. Let me to take your word there, but yeah, I, I took it off a uh, wingy media, the YouTube channel. So <laughs> it, it's it's all right. The first one comes from. I'm just going to use the Instagram titles. Just don't want to out anybody. Yes. Uh, this one comes from uh, Nisha J C Drums. <laughs> Safe to say. <laughs> We're not going to out anybody here. This comes from like Martin uh, underscore Smith. Nisha sent in bass line of Paul by Girl Band. Okay. Yeah, it's like he's doing a weird, uh, like pulling the string and then sliding as well. Yeah, you got um, some, you got some bends, you got some slides, you got a fairly ominous uh, vibe established from the get go. It does establish a powerful sense of dread. <laughs> yes, girl, Which, girl band have got cred. They have got yeah, cred. They have. Uh, got we cred. also played a gig with our first ever gig in Dublin and Sweeney's in twenty eleven. Yeah, we October twenty eleven. Yeah, they were on the bill with us. Yeah, they, yeah, the earliest, the earliest doors you could have caught either band at. Yeah, the second one uh, comes from uh, Pete O'Hanlon. And <laughs> it's Dream Class Heroes Cookie Jar. Did you did you just send in? <laughs> you sent in. Wait, no, I see what's hold happening on here. <laughs> Well, hold on. <laughs> you tried to take my Sonic Seconds away from me, and now you have two because you sent one into the band. And it's fucking cookie jar. <laughs> and it's. Okay. Sorry, when you hear it, you're gonna absolutely plots. I got a thing for Milano, Biscotti, Italianos. I don't know you anymore, but fine. I never turned down some Oreos, Yo, Evan. You got him. If, I got, if you got him. Well, I know that, Ross, but what about the song? Bro, like. <laughs> I hate that. Yes. I do hate that. Yeah. And I don't know what, last week I just that line hit me like a truck and I was deceased. Uh, R.I.P. you. R.I.P. Yeah. I just wanted to get the ball rolling on the question thing and then I realised no one sees these so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the next one is the trumpet riff in Can't Take My Eyes Off of You by Frankie Valley. Interesting. Who this? Who does this come from? Uh, this comes from an account called Lily Loves Stripes. Uh, fair to say... <laughs> Fair to, say we know, fair to say we know who both the people how, are so how, far. So yes. Hello to you both. How does she know who we Hope are? Hope you're both keeping well. I can't even think of what the trumpet riff is. I, I hear it on the loop in my head all the time. Is it just the full-on riff of the song is the trumpet riff? I, I don't know it. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> It is, it, it, to be fair, like it, it is a great sound. You, you do some, start, some, you start kicking your legs out. World-class parping going yeah. on. Then an account called The Stripes Germany. 
<laughs> okay. Sent in the I'm looking, looking, looking in the stripes cover of Heart of the City. Thank you. We're not going to play. We're that. not going to play that. We could play the looking, looking, looking from the original. Nah. <laughs> I mean, like it's better, obviously, than the stripes version. I don't know, man. The stripes Germany also sent in the Oh Yeah in Ballroom Blitz by Sweet. That is on the money. Yeah. That other that other thing you sent in was like on the change. This is on the money. <laughs> This is on the official soundtrack for Sean White snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, it's like lightning. Uh, that is that is a sonic second if ever there was one. Oh it's yeah. Spot on. Uh, yeah. Sweet are a great band. Fox uh, on their own action. Yeah. Um, Bone and Blitz. Hellraiser. I saw the guitarist of Sweet. Uh, Evan's going to tell me his name. I know his name. Evan's Andy Scott. Andy Scott. I saw. I don't know the two members. I, I, were, uh, Steve, I knew. I knew them Steve, too. Steve Priest and Brian Connolly are the other two members. Just, 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 just for just for the folks at home. I went to see the Lemonheads for my birthday on, uh, this year, and he brought out what was his name again? Like, Andy Scott. Andy Scott. Uh, and he had a guitar that was in the shape of a star. And and to be fair, Andy was in the shape of a star. Yeah. <laughs> he had the hair of Maximilian Pegasus. He does. Have, he does have the, Yeah, I think he has hair that is attempting to almost pay homage to. Brian Connolly, the deceased singer of Sweet, but looks more like Maximilian Pegasus. And the next one, uh, this comes from Art by Something Peppy, who is also responsible for the first ever Zen Arcade artwork. Yeah. A fan art, not artwork, fan art. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've actually, again, I've been recommending some very cool bands uh, by Art by Something Peppy. I've recommended Cotton Mather to me and loads of other very cool bands. Uh, so yeah, this is the guitar solo from Judy by the DBs. <laughs> Very good. I really enjoyed that. Uh, is it is it disqualified though for being too long? Uh, it's a bit long, but it's a nice moment. It, it is lovely. Nice. Nice. The next part, uh, H or Y dot F. Harry f- sent in the first five seconds of Le Cactus. Jacques Dutronc, great drums. Ooh. Harry, fuck off. <laughs> we know. We know what's coming here. We're gonna play it. Thank you for entering, Harry, but I can't pretend to like that. Um, I'm sorry. Cool drum sound, though. Cool cool drums uh, cut off just before it became uh, difficult to listen to. Um, Big fat no from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like, I, like, I like the production. I like the, pro- I like the production of Harif. I think it's Harry, don't I? I think his name is just like Harry like Flintstone. Like, like the production, man. <laughs> 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 Very uh, classic mid-60s-y. Uh, could, be, could be a drum sound on a monkey's track. We're not the type of dudes that we're going to fall drinking. No, it's that d- anyway. definitely not my cup of meat. Yeah. At all. Uh, but again, thank you for entering and engaging. Yes. Uh, Tom Groves uh, sent in Drum Fill in What's He Got by Graham Coxon. That is more like <laughs> it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Tom. That's way more like it. I mean, don't want to be playing favourites, but I like Tom the best. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, so sorry, Tom. Which fill? <laughs> There's so many fills. Which fill every line? The root counts as a fill. Is that it, Tom? We don't know. Uh, but a fantastic song. <laughs> but we're very, we're very into your choice of song. Yeah, I'm gonna put that in as it is. Yeah. They also sent in a charmless man, Graham's guitar riff. Okay. No denying that. That is fantastic. No, yeah, no, great, great stuff. No dispute in that. Much like sweet and. What so have you. I think we're getting so far is down the trunk. Go Coxon. Yes. Now blue collar Dave. Again, safe to say where Dave's coming from. Uh, he sent in Vista's Strong Swimmer, 2 minutes 22, bass lick. So thank you, Dave, for being the only person to send in a timestamp. Didn't think it needed to be said. Apparently it fucking did. Uh, thank you, Dave. I'm now going to go to 2 minutes 22 in Strong Swimmer by the Vista's and we're going to hear your sonic second. Oh, you're not a strong swimmer. Oh, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, good bit of bass playing there. I think Dave's beating out Tom now. Dave did a very good job there. In, in, in the professionalism stakes, Dave is the undisputed champion Absolutely. of, of, of the, the audience. I value that incredibly highly. Yeah, but Tom, uh, we sympathise deeply with you, Tom. 
Uh, we sympathise with all our sender inners. What's happened to them? No, I like I didn't want to say. Like, we're just saying like Tom, you're legend. Everyone else can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> which kind of is what we're saying. Just so, say a thank you very much to everybody. Yeah. Who... A huge hearty thank you, and amazing that people took the time to send stuff in. Oh no, I'm really glad that people took the time to do this, and we can do it for other sections. People could even record themselves doing their fuzz boxes, and we could oh, try yeah. and decipher them. That yeah, absolutely. And uh, we really appreciate such a such a diverse cross section of music being sent in. <laughs> no, it's really good. And we still have two <laughs> left. Edmund Moriartini, who also me and him had a little discussion about Spider-Man 3, which was quite funny. Uh, I won't bore you with the hilarity. Mm. He sent in opening film of I Don't Want to Go to Chelsea by the bespectacled Elvis. We didn't need to know he wears glasses, Edmund. We've all seen photos of him. <laughs> Pete Thomas, absolutely brilliant. Pete Thomas, an excellent, excellent, excellent drummer. Huge, huge, huge influence on, um, on Muggins here. Fantastic drummer, fantastic playing. Great track, great people involved in the, all of the making and playing and writing of that. Um, yes, my favourite is Bruce Thomas. Great guy. He's lovely. Nice guy in rock. Man after our own heart there. Wait till you see this now. Uh, Alison.m.dow uh-huh. sent in the church under the Milky Way and then sent another response saying, the arpeggiator with delay right after the line and it's something uh-huh. quite peculiar. I didn't realise we were speaking to a scientist <laughs> arpeggiator with delay I just say you. it goes <laughs> so last time I heard arpeggio was in um, the Aristocats yeah the Aristocats <laughs> still have no clue where it is it's meant to be either it's a five minute long song oh no uh, Alison I'm sure it's great <laughs> I, I would have to look up the lyrics and then see where the line is and then skip to that and I have neither the time nor the inclination um, <laughs> um, so we thought that was going to be unfair so uh, we just got it up uh, and yeah it took a few seconds but we got it up Oh, nice! So that is cool. Yeah, yes, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Love a good arpeggiator. Love a good delay, and this combines all the things that I, that, that I love about arpeggiators and delays. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's well, well, well worth the time spent. Uh, obviously, now this is the last one, and it's uh, Rachel Griffith who won the competition for the Congrats. first issue of Cromagna. She won that. She sent in the not why did Cookie Jar play again? <laughs> uh, she said the intro to Sunny Afternoon. Oh, of course. That's a great one. We used to do that. We used to do that very early on. We did in our, in our early days. Things. I always put that and Dead End Street together. Oh, they are. I'll just go there and say, very much of a piece. Yeah. But the Kings do a stonking line of descending intros into brilliant songs. Yeah. And a nice stonking, honking guitar sound on that intro as well. Honourable mention. Uh, we got a lot sent in. Uh, I just sort of picked some at random. Uh, we, it's too much. Too many were sent in to go to them all. But I do really appreciate it. I love what it sounds like a children's show now. And I'm really sorry we didn't get to all of them. <laughs> we, lo- we thought they were yeah. all brilliant. Get little- that... That now concludes Sonic Seconds. Sonic Seconds! And we're going to move straight on to Pete's patent pending. Yes, this is Pete's patent pending where I, Pete, pitch products. Got a little notebook here. Thankfully, they're all on the same page today. Not conceptually at all. I literally being on the same page <laughs> in this notebook. Yeah. Uh, first one, here we go. Uh, acclaimed English composer abandons his British heritage in favour of adopting and living by Japanese cultures. Andrew Lloyd Weeaboo. <laughs> Sub-patent. I'd, I'd pay to see a musical about that. <laughs> Sub-patent. Broadwaname. Nice. Uh, an Aliens vs. Predator style crossover between Star Wars and Sister Act. Force of habit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy Dagobah. <laughs> a motor vehicle based talk show with a former Beatle who lets the guests drive. Paul McCarkey's. <laughs> but, it uh, could be, but, it, but it has to belong to McCartney because it's my, Paul McCarkey's. He lets the guests drive, so I reckon he goes in their cars. Oh, and, okay. but, he, but he hides the keys in the verse. So they go, Paul, my car keys. And he goes, <laughs> and they go into it. Uh, probiotic drink for ghosts. Yockled. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, did you get that, Ross? No. No. Uh, Yakult is like a probably. Like I know what Yakult is, yeah. The occult. The occult. Is oh, it ghostly? Ghosts and. You mightn't get this next one then. Uh, Nintendo. Fuck you. <laughs> Nintendo begins to target the ghouls and poltergeist demographic with the Ouija board. Nice. That didn't fly. What about the additional add on for wiping ectoplasm off your windows? The squeegee board. Very good. And now I have in block capitals with no definition Nintendo GameCube. 
Well, I want that, whatever it is. That sounds the best one. Cosmetic genital surgery where testicles are replaced with festive baubles. Christmas knackers. <laughs> and that concludes Pete's patent. I've said that behind a book. You want to scratch me hair. That concludes Pete's patent. Stop the crackle. Pending. Pete's patent pending. Down on your knees and tell me you love me. <laughs> this, this, this is when should they have stopped? We all love bands, mm. and they always inevitably disappoint us by continuing past their sell by date. They all ruin it. One too many albums, mm. too few original members. Far too many reunions. Yeah. This is when should they have stopped? Sub question: Is it better to burn out than to fade away? <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first because it's the first time in that in that formation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're burning through the cliches pretty fast here. We got the Who Christmas mention. But it's also worth saying Roy Wood does a Christmas song. Does it's, he? Because it's Christmas time. <laughs> It's a podcast. Christmas time, and there's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we yeah. let in light and we banish shade. shade. Stop being crispy and salty online, folks. That's what he meant. <laughs> Go for it. So we've said Roy Wood. We're burning through all the cliches. The reason I'm doing this, I'm saying all of the things that have become associated with me through this podcast's short... Uh, you call my podcast short? <laughs> it's 5-8. <five>, this podcast's early life... It's already, all these cliches have been firmly established, so I thought, why not? It's the first time we've done this segment, I'm going to say Dr. Feelgood. Because they are kind of god-tier when it comes to when a band should have stopped. Yeah. Oh. They really, really are. They wrote the book. They wrote a book. Yeah. Dr. Feelgood are the ultimate when they should have stopped type band, because we have the ultimate case of dwindling lineups. Obviously, Wilco Johnson, original guitarist, leaves in 1977. I'm going to make the pretty outrageous statement... I think I'm already going to agree with you whatever you're going to say. Jippy yeah. is as good as Wilco. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, Jippy's no, better than Wilco. Jippy's be- technically a better player than He's Wilco. actually a better player than Wilco. Better, you know, and they're, they, were, they were arguably better in the Jippy Mayo era. Jippy Mayo's full name is Jippy Onez Mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people know that. No. Because not a lot of people know who he is anyway. So <laughs> So I uh, love Jippy Mayo. I think he's a great lad. I think he's a very cool dude. Um, and a very welcome addition to the feel good uh, enterprise the feel good factor the, yeah the feel good factor he brings the feel good factor to Dr. yeah the, the feel good factor is high for me in the Jim, Jimmy Mayo years it, Wilco is a legend we all love Wilco we've yeah. all met Wilco we've all yeah. played with Wilco yeah. we've all yeah okay <laughs> man we've, we've all had our experiences with Wilco his legendary status shan't be diminished by me saying that uh, I enjoy the Jimmy Mayo era on a par and sometimes more I think so early Wilco is like this band are starting punk and all that sort of thing. They're, they're, yeah. they're the predecessors to what we were going yeah, to be. Yeah, and, and their aesthetic is at, at its most together. Totally. That, like, we hold chains, sort of. I think. Yeah. It's very cemented at that point. Yeah, the cop show gangster suit chic is established. Jippy starts, and then it's the boom, boom, fun, fun times. It is boom, boom, fun, fun. They do become more of a, become more of a kind of a, a pub rock band even than they already were. Yeah. The singles were cracking things like She's a Wind Up. She's a Wind Up, Baby, Baby Jane. Jane. Down at the doctor's, medical stuff like long as the price is right. No more do Yakimo. No more do Yakimo. I was listening to that this morning, funny enough. <laughs> to yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and you also get Nick on board. Nick Lowe comes on board yeah. uh, for a lot of production and songwriting duties at this point, so not gonna, n- never gonna have a bad word to say about that. But when should they have stopped? Get to the meat of it now. Oh, Jesus. Jimmy Lowe left in 1981. This went on for another year. They struggled on for another year. They got uh, Johnny Guitar from the Count Bishops in to replace him. Did another album, another tour. The memorably titled album, Fast Women and Slow Horses. Uh, <laughs> and the tour, to, the tour to support that album. Uh, uh, and then in 1982, the big figure, and John B. Sparks, left. left called it a day. Lee Brillo was going to disband Dr. Feelgood. But wisely. Wisely. He was going to disband them and put together the Lee Brillo, Lee Brillo Blues Band. was going to be... His next, his next thing, totally fine. He was going to front a new band, doing all the blue shit that he loved doing, being Librillo. He would have packed out venues on the strength of being Librillo from Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. He had enough of a fan base. He could have made it work. That could have been his career. Happy days. I think it was management convinced him to keep the name Dr. Feelgood. Oh, definitely. It would have just been fine enough for to say Librillo of Dr. Feelgood. Absolutely. But then, so now you, you ended up in a situation instead where 
uh, Lee Merlo fronts different lineups of Dr. Feelgood throughout the rest of the 80s and into the early 90s when he died with a revolving door of musicians mm. making really subpar, weird, forgettable albums like who gives a shit about Madman Blues? Not for example. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Not enough people give a shit about good Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. Us, basically. Yeah. And even we are going, I don't want to step in a puddle of any of those albums. I I do not want to listen to the album Classic. Once it starts going out with the fucking Grand Record logo, <laughs> I'm not having it. Once it starts being United Artists and starts being Grand, even when they finally got a track out on Stiff and a single and album or whatever out on Stiff, it was uh, a balls. <laughs> so, But that was like the... the Dr. Fugel having a single out on Stiff because Lee Brillo seeded the money to get the company started yeah. it is the going to work for your dad's <laughs> situation yeah, right? yeah just all these really subpar albums coming out with the name of the band on them nobody from the original band having anything to do with it except Lee Brillo the band's original sound and direction and the whole idea of the band being completely lost and completely and totally compromised um, by like, weird attempts to keep with the times and do like shitty 80s production yeah. then Lee Brillo dies and according to the other three members of the band at the time his uh, deathbed wish is that Dr. Feelgood continues on in his name. Money. Yeah. I Worth pointing don't out think, I don't actually think, True. I'm going out of a limb, but I don't think he said that. Yeah. I don't think that was on his mind. Probably not. Probably not. On the claims that this was his death wish, we now have a lineup of Dr. Feelgood that has been touring since 1994 with no original members. It's a joke. But but when should they have stopped? What point do they... 82? 82, it should have been the end. Yeah, 82 yeah. was the end. And Lee Burrow should have formed a band, a blues band, and done his own thing. There's not that many examples of bands with no original members. Uh, it is a bastardisation of the highest order. So that's my god tier. When should they have stopped? 1982, Dr. Feelgood. Knock it on the fucking head, lads. Brilliant. Ross? Um, see, I'm still undecided between two. Because one of them, I, I haven't taken into account their personal lives or what people were going through. Yeah. So if I if I say all oh, these people should have stopped, it probably would have killed them. Mm-hmm. But I'm just I'm just music wise. Okay. I'm being very unfair to them. Yes. Give us it was gonna be madness. Okay. And I was gonna say after seven. Right. And then I went with the Who, and I think they should have stopped in 1980. 1980. That's a bit late for the Who to stop. <laughs> I think. Or well, 1979. A post-moon. Post-moon, post-moon basically, world. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think should have stopped and keep moving out. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair as well. Again, I'm, I'm, I don't mind the Who coming back together later on. You, that's, the, that's, again, my yeah. other, another point I was going to bring up is, is should have stopped making new music. <laughs> you don't want to live in a world where Face Dances and Get Hard come out. No. I want to be in a world with you. Even the cover of Face Dances gets me angry. Oh, it is an stop. annoying and silly cover. It's hard as no better. Their content... Is deplorable. Yeah, yeah. We don't need Eminence Front. Needs to shit off. Is it should be a Pete Townsend solo track. Yeah. And even then, I don't want it. <laughs> Conversely, gonna jump on this point. Rough Boys by Pete Townsend should, should be a Who song. song. And he put it out in nineteen seventy eight or something. And the original Who band could have done it. He had it written. Yeah. Daughtry should have sang it. Yeah. Like yeah. what in the fuck, Pete? I'm gonna say this though. The Who should have broken up when Keith Moon died. But Roger Daltrey should have cut his hair short and started wearing leather jackets like the Who did when Kenny Jones was in the band when Keith Moon was still alive. Yeah. Because yeah. he hung on to the old hippie look too, too long. long. He started that in 67. Yeah. He hung on to that until 1979. <laughs> he had the same hair for 11 years. If Keith Moon hadn't died, should the Who have broken up anyway? <laughs> Yeah, yeah face I think so, Face yeah. Dances was written. Yeah. And see, the reason I'm I'm giving it so late is because the biggies. Yeah, it's fair to say that until 1978, every Who album that was made should have been made. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no yeah. doubt. It's not like Stones, where only the first two Stones albums should have been made. <laughs> <laughs> my one, my contribution to when should they have stopped is Francis Wayne. Mm. I think, Ross is looking at me, oh, I think the point at which they should have stopped mm-hmm. is never. They shouldn't have stopped. They should, they should still be gone. <laughs> I don't want them to stop. Really annoying that they have five flawless albums, Bar, Cold Comfort Flowers, and I include Planet of Weed in that. And they twisted the knife further by taking Out of State Plates, the B-Sides and Rarities album, off Spotify, which contains Girl I Can't Forget. Very forgetting. That aside, that's it. That's my contribution to this. I'm just going to sort of statement here. No 60s band had a good album after 1978. Now, hold on a second. The, the Kinks petered out. Yeah. The Who 
keith out after who are you yeah the stones some girls has held up as like the last great stones and i think the last good one is the first one <laughs> right? uh the animals had Ark, the lesson about that, the better. Yeah. The more said about Ark, the better. People who know the animals in the modern day, like people who've seen Suicide Squad, the House of the Rising Sun's in that. Yeah. But if people think of the animals and think of House of the Rising Sun, that day is done. I want them to think of them. Here comes the night. Sorry, it's just called the night. It's the night. I'll, I'll A B them now. This is the animals. It's my night and I'll do what I want. I'm sorry to say, this is the animals. That was Ark. That was their album. It was The funny thing is, I lost the lead uh, for the eight track, and because the mic lead is quite short, in a funny twist, it now necessitates crouching. I'm doing this in the human rest position. Yeah, it doesn't look very restful, mate. No, it's not. <laughs> Where you go, Ross? Hit us with your riff. We always say hit us. Um, blow us with your riff. <laughs> It's uh, John Louis, stop the cavalry. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stop the carnival. <laughs> right, can I go next? Yes, you can, Pete. You have my permission. Oh, it's uh, Don't Stop the Carnival by Alan Price. <laughs> Ross, we had the same one. That Did was, we? That was, yeah. that was always a worry when we're operating in a Yuletide theme. Manor. Manor. So, yeah, that's Stop the Cavalry by Jonah Louis. Uh, an angry war anthem about wanting to topple presidency and run the world under a unilateral, monopolic, pacifist regime. All this from a man who's too afraid to leave the kitchen at parties. <laughs> Evan, riff. Here we go. Now, please. Riff me. Crouched. <laughs> Snow is falling all around me. Children playing, having fun. It's the season for love and understanding. Merry Christmas, everyone. I wanna have a party tonight. I wanna see that girl underneath the mistletoe. We'll kiss by candlelight. Snow is falling. What do you think that was? That was a <laughs> photograph by Def Leppard. Yep. That was never mind. The, the Fuzz. 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 Oh. Um, or an Irish.
Bors the Fuzzbuska. Nabi Borha the Fuzzbuska. <laughs> Right, um, now, on the scripts that I've given the chaps, there is three question marks over yeah. this segment, and it's it's provoked much intrigue amongst mm. you, I believe. Uh, I don't think I've thought thing, about it since you said song, it the first time. The, the song, things that make you go, hmm, has never been more <laughs> appropriate. This segment is called Secret Santa Songs. 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 It's the season of giving, it's a reason for singing, it's Santa's secret songs. Yes, this is Secret Santa songs. Uh, I decided we'd do Secret Santa this year, and we'd all write songs for each other. Okay. But my gift to you two is that you didn't have to do them. <laughs> I did them for you. <laughs> okay. So, you ready? Yeah, ready to go. Ready? Yeah. We share a dream in the ship I love to run beside you I'll be sure to make you trip If I'm ever caught behind you That was the first one. That Excellent. Beautiful. Who do you think that was written for? By who? I want to say it written for me by you. I don't have... We don't share a gym membership. Oh, shit. Like, oh! Evan. Is that what the lyrics are about? Evan. Evan, 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 Evan. Do not listen. It's ten seconds long. I couldn't hear it. To be fair, the vocals were very... Uh, and now you're fucking spamming my production. I've written <laughs> songs lost, for you. They were lost, but there was the bit where it says, I, I'll make sure I'll make you trip. But if we're walking down the street, sometimes, Pete, you like to um, trip me and nearly break my face. Great. This is the next one. I'm ticked now. <laughs> I did I caught that one all right that was your Ross thing to me was it yeah yeah, just like the specials, and I don't. <laughs> no, no matter the decibels, though. Uh, I was gonna say that doesn't apply anymore. I, I, need, I needed a rhyme. I didn't care about your fucking medical history, oh, mate. Do we All like right, the specials? Oh, do we? This is the last one. Christmas time, heartstrings being tugged type way. There's a tear in uh, my eye. Well, they're all excellent, Pete. <laughs> I wanted to preface this by saying that uh, these were done on my little recorder at home, my yes. little track recorder at home, which is code word for they are poo poo recording. <laughs> but they didn't come out too bad. They came out very well, and I, it, it's true to say that you've captured a very festive atmosphere in all of them. It's brilliant. That was Santa's secret songs. Ross, it's your it's your corner. Do you want to introduce it? Well, I need a Christmas intro. Christmas intro, a crintro. Hate, 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 hate. Loathe entirely. This is Ross Farley's acoustic corner. Christmas, which is a Christmas album, definitely, uh, <laughs> and like the tie-in film, reckon could be like his arcade save Santa, yeah, his marriage. <laughs> In the interest of Christmas, uh, myself and Evan are going to join Ross on mm. his acoustic corner this uh, episode. We're going to do a cover of Much Worse Things to Believe In, a track written by Adam Schlesinger of Fow Fountains of Fountains of Fountains of W. Founds of Wayne, performed and recorded originally by Stephen Colbert and Aldous Costello, and now performed and recorded not by them, by other people, by us. And this is going to end the show. And before we do, we'd just like to say, 
thank you for listening to the last few episodes yeah, thanks uh, for all the, the Sonic Second send-ins as well Happy New Year Merry Christmas Happy Kwanzaa yeah <laughs> Happy Hanukkah Feliz Navidad uh, hope everyone has an absolutely fantastic Christmas filled with Yuletide logs chestnuts roasting in an open fire Victorian carol singers the Guinness ad, the Coke ad. Back to the Future on ITV. Back to the Future on telly all the time. Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Merry Christmas uh, from all of us here at Zen Arcade. We want you to sit back, put your slippers on fire, set the carpet light, put Shrek 2 on and leave it on the DVD menu where Donkey talks about different names for the film like Too Fast, Too Donkey. Yeah. Mute it and listen to this. Skeptics, there are legions of dispassionate dyspeptics who regard this time of year as a maudlin, insincere, cheesy, crass commercial travesty of all that we hold dear. When they say that, I can hear it, but I pity them the lack of Christmas spirit.